This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, welcome to this Thursday edition, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Start off, Dr. Kelly Victory with us today. Dr. Kelly, how are you? Hey, well, John, always good to be with you. I enjoy these Thursdays. Well, I do too. Appreciate it very much. We've got uh, listener questions already rolling in. Steve House with us as well. And not Dr. Steve, but Steve, how are you? You know, I always wanted to be a doctor, but I'm not as smart as doctors. Yeah, so yeah I mean, that'll, that'll <laughs> never be, you know, two letters in front of my name, Steve, ever. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I'm just happy when people call me Mr. sometimes. Yeah, there we go. Good one. All right, but I, w- I was going to start off by saying I've got two of the best snowflakes out there with me today. At least I was going to say that. There you go. You know, because the uh, you know the folks in L.A. basically are saying that folks like us, because we are against mask mandates, we're just a bunch of snowflakes, Doctor Kelly. Exactly. They they're, they're trying very hard to change the narrative. If, you know, they first have impugned my medical judgment, my uh, integrity, everything in between. My they've impugned my science. When that didn't work, they've said, "Oh, you just don't wish that you won't." Uh, you know, just. You know, fold to the lockdown, fold to the masks, fold to, uh, you know, these policies that make absolutely no sense. Steve, it's always, um, by the way, sort of the, the playbook of the other team that if they if they can't you know, get their way and they can't convince people of their ways, they just resort to name calling. And that's what I see happening in L.A. County. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Add to that. I don't know if you guys heard this, but. I know it's a different subject, but related. Randy Weingartner got reelected the head of the teachers union and proceeded to say that white teachers spirit murder black children. Now, I've never heard that phrase oh before, word. but can you imagine a spirit murderer because you're a white teacher teaching black children? Unbelievable. It's, we, we've literally, in some cases, gone off the rails and. I, I really to get started today, Doctor Kelly. There's a lot to cover today. I again, I always say this. I, I thought by now we wouldn't be talking about some of these things, but I'm afraid this will likely be just an ongoing discussion until something changes. Maybe in 2026. I'm not sure things are. Sorry, 2024. I don't think things are going to even change much in that regard because we'll still be fighting a lot of these same things in on the local level here, even after these midterm elections. But to Steve's point, Doctor Kelly. We're now fighting against things that really, even two or three years ago, we would not have been fighting. Well, there's there's no question. With regard to when it's going to change, John, I think the jury's out. Uh, if there's one thing you can count on with the left, it's that they will uh, throw people under the bus at the earliest possible opportunity if they think it's expedient for them. 
Uh, you see them all turning on Joe Biden now, mm-hmm. for example, uh, after, you know, covering up for him uh, for, you know, all of these you know, months and months and months when he really was in, in bad shape. They will do the same thing uh, and others will turn coat, whether it's folks from the CDC, the FDA, the NIH, as soon as it becomes overwhelmingly obvious to the average person on the street that the bodies are piling up, uh, that these vaccines were a disaster, that not only were they not effective, but they've created a huge, huge number of disabilities. Many, many people have been harmed or killed by them. And so I think the jury is out. Um, you know, Anthony Fauci's already talking about uh, resigning from his position as soon as Biden mm-hmm. is out of office. Uh, you've had throngs of high-level scientists uh, have now resigned from the NIH, the CDC, the FDA. And although they are doing currently under the promise of anonymity, uh, they're quoting lack of leadership, lack of good scientific evidence, uh, to have done everything from the lockdowns to the masks to, you know, closures of schools citing lack of safety data on the vaccines. It will, it's just a matter of time in my uh, mind before somebody becomes a whistleblower and is willing to actually stand up and say so, even if it's just to get a juicy book deal or a movie contract. And, and all the while, we're now being told that, you know, those folks that have not had COVID at all, and I don't know if I'm one of those or not, I have never had a positive test, not that I've taken very many tests, some I had to take to get into different events and things like that, but I'm like Dr. Kelly White, you know, why take a test in the first place? So never tested positive yet, and I've had a couple of different, you know, bouts of cold and, you know, some some things, you know, sinus infection, things like that, Dr. Kelly, but I may be one of these Rona virgins that they're talking about, but now it seems like, and I'll let you comment first, Dr. Kelly, then I get Steve's opinion, but it almost seems like now those that have not had it are almost now being made fun of in a way because now we're being called Rona, you know, coronavirus or Rona virgins. And this next round of whatever it is, BA5, you know, they, they basically have said, you know what, if you're a virgin today, you won't be because, you know, BA5 is going to get you no matter what. What are your thoughts, Dr. Kelly? First of all, if um, in a stroke of unbelievable luck, uh, your immune system was able to avoid the the other variants, then good on you. I hope you end up getting BA5. It's extraordinarily mild. Uh, nobody said they were totally immune from ever contracting a common cold, and that's what we would have called this back in the olden days. Right. Um, everybody who tells me, they would go, oh, I just tested positive for COVID, I say to them, take yourself back. Put yourself into your 19, you know, 2019 mindset if you can if you had these symptoms back in 2019, would you even have stayed home from work? No. Would you have even avoided? <laughs> and the answer across the board is no. Of course not. No. Oh, it was a little sniffle or a running nose or whatever else. But now because it's COVID, um, it, it somehow has taken on this bigger than life. You know, if God forbid you didn't get sick with one of the original variants, good on you. It means you had a you know, really fantastic immune system. You were probably taking the... Uh, the supplements that were recommended, yep. and if you get BA4 or BA5, you know, strap yourself down, you're going to have a cold for three days. Who cares? Uh, Steve, I know, too, and I wanted to dovetail into this because I am one that also, because of the things that Dr. Kelly is saying in regards to, 
you know, people now staying home from work, not being as productive, in a way having an excuse to not go to work because they've got the sniffles or they have a, a sinus infection or whatever the case may be. And I want to get your feelings on this on the business side because I am one that feels like because of this quote-unquote new norm in the business world, when somebody's ill, they now can't be productive at all. I think it's part of the issues we have with inflation right now. It is, although I want to go back and answer your first question first, which is you said you don't know when it'll change. I can tell you exactly when it's going to change. It's going to change in 2039 and 2040 when we run out of people in the new workforce because this yeah. is a eugenicist nirvana. Yeah, we point. have unexplained all-cause mortality deaths, and now we've got a big fertility problem for both men and yep. women. Yep. been vaccinated. That's when it's going to change. And you're we right. run out of people. No, you, you, you are right on that one. Yep. Correct. On, on the business side, you're right that there is a, a big issue with productivity, even in the hospitals that I deal with um, as a healthcare consultant. I mean, lots of times hospitals are saying, how do we measure productivity with everybody at home? And the answer is, you got to look for outcomes, but there's labor shortages all over the place, yep. and that you're paying out sick time at a much higher rate. It is not good for business, and it is partly contributing to the inflation problem. Of course, I don't think Joe Biden calls this inflation. He calls it no. something else. No, I'm going to talk about that next hour. So, no, no, it is, this, is, this is not inflation. This is not a recession. We are not in one. We're doing great. Uh, you know what? You know, we're, in fact, we need to get things slowed down a little bit, guys. In fact, we've gone so fast that we need to kind of slow down a little bit so we can get the economy back in check. That's what Joe says. Well, Joe's also <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, he just got – he just healed from the vaccine – or the COVID virus that he had after – four shots and then he goes on and says i'm okay and i don't know what the rest of his statement was because i frankly didn't understand much of what he right, said right right along those lines dr kelly one of the things too that you mentioned this earlier but i want to make sure that we we reiterate this there are now some folks around the world not here in the u.s but around the world saying that unvaccinated contagious covid people actually have less time that they're shedding, that they're contagious than those that are vaccinated. And then on top of that, and I've got people that I know specifically where the vaccinated are struggling more with COVID, even though it's a mild form of, are struggling far more with COVID than those that are unvaccinated. What I mean by that is there are some that are vaccinated getting COVID that are having everything even to the, 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 you know, even to the point of mild case of pneumonia where those unvaccinated, it's a cold, it's gone in three or four days. The data are irrefutable on that, John. There's no question that those people who are heavily vaccinated, meaning primarily the people who had the original two-dose series and then have gotten one or two boosters, are not only at significantly higher risk of contracting COVID than unvaccinated people, they are at higher risk for contracting it multiple times. Mm. They do shed virus for longer when they do get sick. And they have a higher risk of having severe illness when they get it. And the, that is a direct result of the vaccines, that the vaccines have an immunosuppressive effect on people, meaning when they get COVID and they've been vaccinated, they don't mount the same immune response that they would have had they never been vaccinated. So this not only increases their risk from COVID, but it likely increases their risk lots of other infections, including influenza and the common cold. And unfortunately, it increases their risk of things like cancer, because one of the prime uh, responsibilities of the immune system is to keep cancerous cells in check and to wipe them yeah. out before they ever take hold. So this is a real issue. 
All right, we'll be right back, folks. Keep the questions coming in. We'll get those answered in a moment. So, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air is up next. They want to help you with all of your heating and air conditioning needs and electrical needs as well. Call them today, and don't forget to ask about the Quiet Cool System. There's a $300 off deal right now, 720-526-0231. Think about what you have at home right now that could be damaged in a surge. The average home is exposed to thousands of electrical surges every day. Protect yourself from a potentially harmful electrical surge with absolute electrical heating and air today. Most of these surges are harmless, but without the proper surge protection, you face permanent damage to major electrical components. Anything plugged in without internal surge protection is at risk, including your refrigerator, furnace, air conditioning, or dishwasher. Safeguard your assets with surge protection installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Newer appliances usually contain computer chips that are more expensive to replace than to protect. At that point, considering the current chip shortage and wait times, you might as well buy the appliance again. Avoid potential loss. Get a whole home surge protector installed by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Affordable Interest Mortgage, give Kurt a call today because rates have really kind of stabilized at this point. And I know we just had a rate hike yesterday, but the mortgage world already anticipated that. So whatever your needs are, give Kurt a call today, uh, 720-895-0500. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable interest mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra costs. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Text your questions. I've got a couple I'll get answered here in a moment. 307 282 Before that, though, Dr. Kelly, Steve mentioned earlier the reproductive end of things. You sent something to both he and I last Sunday about nanoparticles being a key component of the COVID-19 vaccine and that there have been significant concerns raised regarding the use of that technology in mass. And again, I could get into more details, but why don't you explain it instead? Yeah, and this is really a big deal. This raises concern on specifically about the nanoparticles that are included in all of these mRNA vaccines. This okay. is independent of the multiple concerns about the mRNA components, which, you know, we, we can, we've talked about those before. The lipid nanoparticles, in other words, when you get the vaccine, syringes is full of 
mRNA. It has to be carried in something. So what these manufacturers did was encapsulated the messenger RNA in a little tiny fat globule, for lack of a better descriptor. It's a, okay. little, uh, a little ball of fat called a lip nanoparticle. And this is technology that's been used previously for other things, generally leverages uh, some chemical qualities, if you will, of the lipids, of the fat globule, to help that thing get where it needs to go. We've used them for intravenous medication, we've used them for oral medication, in this case, intramuscularly into the arm with vaccine. The problem is that scientists had concerns for well over a decade uh, in our multiple studies questioning whether or not um, the lipid nanoparticles themselves, um, you know, end up causing harm specifically okay. to the reproductive organs. We knew from the Japanese study on the Pfizer vaccine before it was ever um, launched on the public, we knew that the lipid nanoparticle and, in the, did, and the whole mRNA didn't stay in the arm where it was injected. We were told it would stay right there in the arm. That it, and furthermore, it would be eliminated from the body within a number of days. It's on the website of the CDC within oh, several days. Turns out, number one, it doesn't stay in the arm. It goes to all the major organ systems and 11% of it ends up in the ovaries and testicles. And that, and, then does, and then it doesn't get eliminated from the body. It can last for months in many people. Hmm. So these studies on the lipid nanoparticles show that lipid nanoparticles are responsible for everything from decreased sperm production, decreased sperm quality, decreased number of eggs in certain levels, uh, disruption in allowing the follicle, uh, the egg actually develop. Uh, we know the lipid nanoparticles cross the blood testicular barrier. It crossed the blood placental barrier, allowing nanoparticles to get into the reproductive system. And we are now seeing this evoluted, this really quite alarming drop in the earth, not just in the United States, but around the world, hmm. down 10% in Germany, 8% in Sweden, 23% in Taiwan. Uh, it, it, so you're seeing marked decrease in birth rate that's otherwise not attributable to anything else. Makes total sense. And, and, uh, and Kelly, I know you're going to try to move to a different location so we can get a little bit better signal from you. Steve, chime in on that. You read the same article. You actually brought it up initially as far as, you know, we need to look to 2039, 2040 before we can see a significant change in what's going on, because by then we won't have the amount of people around anyways, because our birth rate's going to just actually tank. And by the way, I believe, first of all, we're on that downward trajectory without all of this other stuff going on. This is not aiding us in that area at all. It's going to hurt us even worse. No, and you know, they, you need a birth rate of 2.1 children per woman in America. We're well below that now. It means that the only way your country can grow is through immigration. Right. And, and, you know, immigration is not fundamentally bad in some ways, but you actually end up with a disjointed, disconnected society when you don't have enough people being born into the structure of the Constitution and what we do here. This, this whole thing is crazy, John, in the sense that, you know, in the Netherlands, 8,000 more people per week are dying than, than a year ago, two years ago. There's no explanation. It could be as many as three or 400,000 in the United States. And no one is really 
doing anything. You know, I would suggest to you that if 8,000 people a week were dying unexplained, basically disappearing from society in America, if people saw that every night on the news, they would go absolutely berserk. Yep. It's like, how can we be losing all these people with no explanation? And then, of course, the birth rate is going to double that impact, right? You're losing them now. You're going to lose them later. I don't understand why there aren't congressional investigations, why there aren't federal investigations. I think it's obviously because it's corrupt. Yep. But the bottom line is these guys who approve these EUAs to children all the way down to five years of age or six months of age, someday we're going to have to have yep. somebody held accountable for this. Agreed. All right, let's get a couple questions in, Dr. Kelly, and uh, I don't have that many because we can come, I'm going to come back to some of this as well, but I want to get make sure we get questions answered. In this particular one, we have a new listener that goes by the nickname, so it's not a person's real name, but Sheldon, if you're listening, this is a question directed toward you. So this is a coworker who recently caught COVID and has had a really tough time of it. His doctors are pushing the vaccine. He says that many people have tried it more than once to push the vaccine. Can you explain for him how that is possible or impossible once you have had COVID and recovered? He has he has started listening to the program and should hear our answers. So in other words, you got a coworker who recently caught COVID, had a rough time of it. The doctors are pushing for the vaccine. We've already talked at the beginning, Dr. Kelly, about how the vaccine by the way, everybody listening, please, try, you know, we, we have been spot on on this. It is not going to keep you from getting COVID. You're likely to get it more often and get a more severe case of it by being vaccinated than not. Am I correct, Dr. Kelly? You are correct. And we know and we have always known that natural immunity beats vaccine induced immunity all day long, all day long. And the reason is the vaccine, these particular vaccines uh, specifically, they induce you to create antibodies to a specific spike protein, a spike protein, incidentally, that does not exist any longer. That's right. It was a spike protein that was found on the original Wuhan strain, which is why people who were vaccinated are getting sick hand over fist now because they have a slew of antibodies to a spike protein that doesn't exist. The, the virus has mutated that spike protein and, to something else. And real quick, Dr. Kelly, I want to jump in and, and make sure that we explain this correctly. I don't think we've ever talked about this. In my opinion, I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm not a virologist. I'm not one of those PhD people. But common sense tells me that as fast as the virus mutates, this one in particular, it would be virtually impossible for the vaccine quote-unquote community or the mRNA community to keep up with a current spike protein that would be effective knowing it mutates as fast as it does. Am I correct? That is correct, and that's why this was a stupid, and I'll use that word, it was a stupid way to design a vaccine. It should never have been designed based on a single spike protein Viruses mutate. All viruses mutate. Coronaviruses are particularly adept at it. They do it more quickly than others. And the area of the virus that is most likely to mutate is the spike protein. So normally we make vaccines for viruses using a huge piece of the virus or the entire virus itself, not one teeny tiny little component. Because if that little teeny tiny component mutates, The antibodies you have created will not recognize the virus when you see it. So they're now talking about coming out with what we call a bivalent vaccine, a new one that includes 
for reasons totally unclear, still includes portions of the uh, Wuh- the original Wuhan strain, which is totally dumb because it's mutated out of existence. Right. But it also will include uh, the spike protein from BA4 and BA5. The problem is, you heard it here first, by the time they launch that vaccine in September or October, BA4 and BA5 will be gone. So you will again create antibodies to a virus that doesn't exist. Hmm. Uh, this, is, this is a fool's errand at best. Yep. And frankly, if you have had COVID and recovered, you have the best protection of anybody. Steve, and I want you to follow up on this because this question just came in. It's perfect. It's perfect timing. You're a, uh, in my opinion, and I'm not just saying this because you're listening, but I've said this to many other people. You're one of the best communicators out there at telling people in a, you know, or explaining to people, I should say, in a very factual, common sense way. And in, in in, by the way, in, in a very uh, nice approach, you, you do a great job on this. So somebody asked. How do we give, you know, give us some suggestions on how to talk to people to get to them to open their eyes to all of the things that we are talking about? How do they look at some of the other information and listen to folks like us, Dr. Kelly, especially rather than the, and I'm not using my words, this is this texter's words, the dummy crat media? Yeah, that's a great question because ultimately um, you have to first and foremost accept the fact that this is about your health. It's about your health, your specific health conditions, your risk, you know, the situation you're in. And if it's your health and your risk, and we know that people, A, died from the virus itself, and B, there's a lot of suspicion about people dying from the vaccines, then you need to go further than CNN or Fox or any other media thing and find out what's really going on. You also have a very simple explanation from Dr. Fauci, of all people, who says, no, the vaccines do not prevent transmission of the virus if the guy who's running the program tells you that the vaccine yeah. doesn't permit good point doesn't inhibit that then who else should you listen to great point you don't have to listen to me or kelly yep. just listen to dr fauci himself great now, point he may say, well you know the vaccines do prevent death and hospitalization but we also know that's not true then look at dr elizabeth burks i mean she tells not telling the world they lied to us about it that's right so those enough for most people probably to get the right answer okay dr kelly next question is is this new variant risky for those that are in remission of cancer uh especially if you're non-vaccinated and do you recommend i'm sure i'm gonna i'm gonna mess up this particular pronunciation evusheld e-v-u-s-h-e-l-d for at-risk patients is it safe and then also your thoughts on paxlovid Okay, lots in there. First of all, I do not, yeah, I don't think that these current variants pose a significant risk to the vast majority of people, particularly the unvaccinated. It is the vaccinated who seem to be getting worse cases uh, of BA4 and BA5. So simply having cancer or being in remission from cancer doesn't put you at a higher risk unless you are on some medication that is immunosuppressive. Um, With regard to Paxlovid, uh, again, Paxlovid, brand new drug, uh, minimally tested. It is, a, you know, it's again one of these brand new drugs that's making somebody a heck of a lot of money. Uh, it is not recommended for most people who are not in a high, high risk category. There are a slew of medication uh, interactions with Paxlovid. So just like President Biden, who is on Paxlovid, he had to stop his eloquence his blood thinner that he takes to prevent him from having a stroke from mm-hmm. his irregular heart rate. He had to stop his Crestor that he takes for his 
high cholesterol, and on and on. So I am not a fan. You know, we call it Paxlovid. Uh, mm. okay. I would avoid it like uh, remdesivir that we called run death is near. Right. Uh, because it, it likewise had a slew of problems and caused kidney failure in a large number of people. So I'm not a huge proponent of it. I think we know we have a great, very safe cocktail of drugs to treat you with if you should become significantly ill. All of the things like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, fluvoxamine, uh, steroids, uh, H2 blockers, all of those things that we used for the original Wuhan strain and Delta, which were far worse, work equally well with these uh, less virulent strains, BA4 and BA5, should you be unfortunate enough to have a bad go of it. What about Evoshell? Am I saying that one right, by the I, way? I, I don't know what that is. I, it's a, and I just a, looked it up. It's just a combination of uh, monoclonal antibodies is what it looks like. Oh, oh, it's the it's the it's the trade name. It sounds yes. like for it. Yes. Monoclonal. You know, again, monoclonal antibodies uh, work very well for some people. It depends. You know, they haven't been particularly necessary Not with now. BA4 and BA5 because right. it is so dang mild. As I said, if we would just stop testing people, most people who get BA4 and BA5 would think they were either having seasonal allergies right. or they would you know, say they had a cold. This is not something that I am seeing in a clinical capacity of people becoming significantly ill other than the very rare individual who has underlying health conditions. Okay. Uh, hey, John. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. Uh, the, I, and Kelly's obviously very right. The simple answer for me when I talk to people about Flaxivid um, is that Pierre Corey wrote an article just recently and said, I think he gave the stat, Kelly, that there was 29 major drug interaction potentials, 75 total potential side effects. And he said this, he said, it's simple. I've never had a drug that I had the ability to use that had anywhere near that many drug-drug interactions, hmm. which tells me that, A, I probably don't know all of them. Those are the only ones I know about. And, B, why would you take the risk with yeah. that kind of profile? Great point. Great point. All right. Yeah, and that's and that's my that, that's my point is that you know great you can take Paxlovid for your mild COVID as long as you stop your antihypertensive drug, your diabetic drug, your arthritis drug, your high cholesterol drug. You, you know, I mean, it, and you're taking you're just putting yourself at a heck of a lot of risk. And Steve absolutely is correct that these are the ones we know about. There are undoubtedly a lot more drug interactions that we haven't uncovered yet. All right, here's a question, Dr. Kelly, that I get a lot, and this one actually just came in on a phone call. Charlie just relayed it to me, and good question, although I think we kind of have covered this, but maybe not specifically enough. A caller tested positive for COVID. Again, we go back to the whole testing thing, which if you hadn't tested, you wouldn't know you had it anyway, so why would it matter? But once a realistic guideline on how contagious they may be to family and friends and for how long? These, um, there's absolutely no question that uh, this is a highly, highly transmissible virus, uh, similar to measles, uh, similar to conjunctivitis. The, the viruses that cause conjunctivitis, very, very contagious. Um, generally, we think that people are contagious during the first two or three days that they are symptomatic, uh, unless you are having active symptoms. The idea of asymptomatic spread is a fallacy. Right. Uh, it's never been known to happen with any degree of, you know, with 
to any appreciable degree with respiratory viruses. So that's if you don't have active symptoms, I wouldn't worry about it. Simply testing positive doesn't mean that you actually even have the virus, let alone are capable of transmitting it to others. Um, but it is highly contagious, just like most uh, other know, viruses are, right? Respiratory viruses. Yep. I mean, I mean, honestly, Dr. Kelly, just like the old days of when somebody had a cold, if you were around said person, especially family members where there was, you know, an easier spread on, you know, items and hugging and even, you know, kissing among, you know, kids and parents and so on. Well, yeah, the, the cold spread around the house, didn't it? Exactly. And it's very much, it's very, very similar. Okay. So, uh, the, the good news is this is extremely mild in the vast, vast majority of people. All right. Next one is 66-year-old woman going in for female surgery at COVID six weeks ago. So the doctor is putting them on heparin for two weeks because he said there's blood clots in people having surgery if they've recently had COVID. Have you heard of this? Well, I, that, that's a little extreme in my mind. I don't know this individual, so I cannot. Yeah, we can't. Her, we can't diagnose, uh, nor are we going ad, to, folks. Ad, ad, Disclaimer ad, ad, there. Advice, you know, normally putting somebody on heparin for that period of time is, in my mind, overkill unless there's some other clotting risk. Um, you have a higher risk of developing blood clots from vaccines. Normally, with pelvic surgery and gynecologic surgeries are considered to be pelvic surgeries. Okay. We normally put people on a very mild blood thinner, generally an aspirin. Uh, generally, you take a baby aspirin, or if you want to be super cautious, a regular uh, 325 you know grain aspirin um, a day for you know a week or 10 days. Um, you know, heparinizing somebody seems to me to be a bit overkill, and I would ask that uh, doctor for for the you know really for the study to back that up. Um, you know, he or she may have other reasons or other okay. concerns based on this individual patient. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back, guys. Gear up. We're going to talk some monkeypox. So hang tight. Don't go anywhere. High five plumbing is next. And again, they're looking for help. They're looking for apprentice plumbers and also folks that can work the office and the warehouse as well. And for all of your plumbing needs, call High Five. A great company. Eight seven seven. We High Five. You thought having a kitchen next to your garden was a fantasy. That was until you had help installing it from the experts at High Five Plumbing. They took care of your outdoor kitchen sinks and an irrigation system for your garden. You even added a new fountain so your backyard looks and feels picture perfect. All thanks to the behind-the-scenes work from the High Five Techs. You thought about trying to do the install, but you're inexperienced. And with the amount you already invested in the project, it would be a risky and unnecessary hassle. Besides, with expert plumbers who attend trainings weekly, you feel confident knowing you will be treated right and the work will be done correctly. The last step to finish your new outdoor oasis is only a call away with outdoor plumbing services from High Five. Don't miss out on the waived dispatch fee for KLZ listeners only. Call 877-934-4445 or 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, up next, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith, who is a good financial advisor, wants to help you with your future financial needs, 303-744-1128. Inflation affects everyone differently. It seems strange because everyone is spending more money in certain categories. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial explains that your situation is unique. 
and that just because prices are inflated doesn't mean inflation affects you the same way it affects everyone else. You can live with inflation as you have before by combining trips, staying local, or being frugal. But since inflation affects you uniquely, you should personalize your financial plan. Al Smith knows that it's the big picture planning that matters the most when the market is down. He can help you make financial moves that, unless you're a financial planner, you wouldn't think of, like maximizing your 401k in a market downturn. Create a strategy with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial and enjoy the comfort of understanding how financial circumstances, like inflation, affect your personal financial situation. Visit klzradio.com money or call Al Smith at 303-744-1128. That's 303-744-1128. Stay up to date with Rush to Reason after the show on Twitter at Rush to Reason. All right, we are back. And if it's the first time you've listened to us or you're passing through, we appreciate it. You can always catch us on our website, RushToReason.com or KLZRadio.com. We have a free app, by the way, you can download and listen all over the world. KLZ Radio is the app. Dr. Kelly Victory with us, Steve House as well. And by the way, Dr. Kelly's own page, which we have for her on our website, RushToReason.com. If you go there, you'll see it. She's got her own link at the top of the page. Just click it. And a lot of the things that we have talked about even in the past, well, not even all of the things we have talked about in the past are there, and they are recorded, podcasted also for you as well. All right, let's get into monkeypox. Dr. Kelly, this one came in as well, and there's other questions that are out there on monkeypox, and I know we've talked about that a little bit, but how do we protect ourselves from monkeypox? Is this an STD, and how are children getting it? Well, first of all, you know, monkeypox is not a brand-new virus. Uh, It was discovered back in the 1970s, and and found in humans back in the mid-1980s. There are uh, commonly cyclical outbreaks, primarily in sub-Saharan Africa and in other uh, areas of the country, excuse me, of the world, third-world countries. Um, it is largely a sexually transmitted virus. Yeah, uh, really quick, even the, even the WHO came out today and said that. Yeah, I mean, this is a fact. This is not a, a homophobic statement. It is a statement of fact. It is primarily a virus that is transmitted uh, between men having sex with other men. Uh, the two children in the United States that have had it are children of two men having sex with other men. Okay. So they likely got it by direct contact. It's not a respiratory virus. There is no respiratory or aerosolized spread. It is direct skin-to-skin contact okay. in the same way that, for example, herpes is, uh, is transmitted. It, has, it is more commonly through anal sex because of the micro-tearing that occurs during that particular uh, sexual activity uh, that doesn't occur during other sexual activity. Uh, so again, there are some people who are not in that community who have gotten it, but it is through direct contact with people who got it that way. So unless you are concerned about particular activity that you may be uh, engaging in, the average individual does not have any risk at this point from monkeypox. Steve, I know this is something that even we've been, you know, relaying back and forth among the three of us. And as I said earlier, the WHO even came out today and said, hey, uh, those of you that are of the, uh, you know, especially gay men is what I guess I should say. They really specifically came out and told gay men, stop having so much sex so we can get this thing under control. That's essentially, I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what the WHO said today. Yeah, that's a that's a very difficult thing, obviously, to say, but 
the stats are pretty simple. They say primarily, but it's 98%. I mean, 98% of the people who get this are gay men engaged in sex with other gay men. And, you know, the data that we saw the other day was that the average was five different partners in a period of a month. I'm not going to criticize anyone's sex life. It's just if you don't want to get this, there's a pretty well-known way to stop it, which is, you know, you've got to be very, very careful over the next period of time until we get a handle on it. I mean, this is essentially, I guess the way I would look at it is, yes, this is a, call it whatever you want to, but yeah, in that particular realm, Steve, it's a STD. If you don't want to get the STD, then you better protect yourself from getting that STD. Dr. Kelly, am I saying that correct? I mean, I don't want to sound crude, but I want to give people the facts as well. This is, and this is the problem is we keep conflating the politics and the political correctness with the reality of the science. If Dr. Kelly Victory can rid the United States of monkeypox in 21 days, if people would he stop having homosexual sex for three weeks, that's it, three weeks, 21 days, okay. just don't have skin-to-skin you know, sexual relations for 21 days, and we will wipe it out, okay? Why is that so politically incorrect to say? That is the reality. If you don't want to spread this, stop the root of transmission. Fortunately, that's a heck of a lot easier than stopping a respiratory virus, which would require people to stop breathing, which is a tough sell. Stopping sex for three weeks isn't that big of a thing when you're talking about protecting your community. And so for people who are engaged in that community, again, not a criticism of them. I'm trying to help them out. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not being critical. You're saying, hey, if you don't want to get monkeypox, here's the answer. Pretty simple. Correct. Correct. All right, here's another question that came in from a caller just now. This caller has been vaccinated and boosted. They must have not heard our program very often before now, not being critical, just saying they probably didn't know ahead of time. And wonder if apple apple pectin can be of any use in cleaning up their system. I already know the answer, but I'll let you handle this one, Dr. Kelly. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's no way to unvaccinate yourself once once you've received it. The good news is is that despite the huge number of adverse events that are happening and the numbers keep rising, still, statistically, the the majority of people will be fortunate enough to not suffer one of those uh, significant adverse events. The best thing you can do is just get yourself, you know, on the on the train to, you know, maintaining your immune system, hopefully so that you don't uh, need or, or take any other of these uh, these particular vaccines. There's nothing you can do. There's no medication you can take. There's no dietary supplement uh, that you can take. There's nothing that you can do to undo it. Uh, and, and hopefully you will be one of the people who's fortunate enough to not have an adverse event. And... Uh... Yeah, and again, I, I kind of already knew that answer just because we've talked about this one enough. And for those of you listening, again, we, we are not belittling anyone, even those of you that have had a vaccine or you know gotten boosted even. I, I know there's all sorts of different walks of life, and even folks that have caught our program really late, long before they even knew about some of these things. And I still think, and, and this is a you know question for you, Steve, you know, the news media and, and the government did a really good job of scaring a lot of people down this path. And we were talking about it weekly, but again, not everybody, not the entire you know, United States of America listens to this program. I wish they did. They'd be in a lot better shape, but they don't. So the reality is a lot of folks, because of 
peer pressure, family pressure, spousal pressure, you name it, you know, got vaccinated, Steve. In fact, even went further than that and got, you know, boosted. And some of them did it so they could travel and do some of the things they wanted and so on. And again, because of the pressures that were there and they weren't willing to give in on some of those other areas, they did. Problem is, it's irreversible. Correct, Steve? Yeah, it is. In fact, there's other pressures, even like my sister, who was not allowed to see her grandchildren yep. because her daughter, you can't see them unless they're va- you're vaccinated. You know, there's no way to undo it. I mean, I think the, the one thing we should say and be very, very clear about this, if you've had COVID and you haven't been vaccinated, don't get vaccinated because that means you're going to screw up your natural immunity as well. You don't want to do that. Right. There's no reason to vaccinate, in my opinion, for any aspect of it now. I mean, maybe there's those cases of multiple chronic disease. I don't know. I don't even believe that anymore. I don't either. I don't even, I have changed point, my position on that one as well, Steve. I, I'm like you. We, we've gotten far enough down the path now, especially where COVID is today. It, it's totally unnecessary. I don't care what walk of life you're in. Well, plus you're talking about getting vaccinated for the original spike protein. Doesn't that matter. Doesn't exist That's right. As Kelly said, so why would you take a vaccine of any kind at this point that we have available to us? It's not going to help you. Yeah, great question. Great question. Um, last one that came, or another question came in, Dr. Kelly. Uh, caller has a friend who was vaccinated last year, but also recently contracted shingles and now has blood clots. Is it possible that uh, sh- that they may be still shedding the virus even after this amount of time? And could that affect this other individual? I already know that answer too, but go ahead. Okay, I'm, I'm a little. Which, which virus are we talking about? Them shedding sh- the, COVID. The, the, so, COVID. The, no. No, they're not shedding, you know, virus. Uh, could their shingles uh, and blood clots have come as a direct result of being vaccinated? You betcha. Uh, we've seen we've seen a huge increase in outbreaks of shingles because specifically of that immunosuppressive effect of the vaccine. That's right. I'm not saying that the vaccine causes, quote unquote, shingles. Shingles is caused by the chickenpox virus that stays dormant in your spinal cord after you've had chickenpox. The problem is it will rear its ugly head if you are either immunocompromised or under great stress. And when I say stress, I don't mean psychological stress. I mean, it could be trauma or you get ill with something else. That's generally when people have shingles outbreaks. We are seeing a huge uptick in people having shingles outbreaks after getting vaccinated. And hopefully by now, everybody knows that these um, that all of these vaccines are associated with an increased incidence of blood clots, blood clots to the extremities, yep. blood clots to the brain, to the heart, to the lungs. Uh, and we know from a number of undertakers, uh, you know, who have during the embalming process uh, pulled out these massive blood clots out of the extremities of people, very unusual blood clots, some of them in excess of 12 inches in length and with a very fibrous quality. So there is a, uh, a clotting component uh, or risk, I should say, to these uh, vaccines that, that's quite concerning. All right, before we move on to anything else, Charlie, did I get everybody's question answered at this point? Okay, so there's one more coming in. You know what, I don't have it yet. Just tell me in my ear, Charlie, and I'll answer it. Oh, sorry, he's, he's got to get it opened up. Hang on. I, I did not get that text message, Charlie, so... Uh, hang tight, guys. We'll get this really quick and get this answer. I, I want to make sure before we shift gears at all that I get everybody out there listening. And by the way, I should I, I should mention this, all of you listening. If there's ever a question, because I can even answer some of these during the week 
Uh, and send it to my regular text, Charlie. My text line is slow right now, for, very, very slow. So send it to my regular text, you know, my regular cell phone. Uh, what I was going to say, guys, is please text me during the week any questions. Dr. Kelly is always good about answering things. I've had multiple friends, family, people that have different questions and so on. I've, I've fired those off to Kelly and Steve both, and they're very good about getting those answered back to me. So I appreciate that very much. All right. So are you seeing any problems among the mainstream medical personnel who have already been vaccinated and boosted? Uh, do they seem to be struggling with any kind of infections like the rest of the populations? And if so, how do they deal with it? Well, I, I can tell you we've seen, uh, um, you know, them. we've had a lot of unusual incidents happening, not only of, of uh, heart attacks, strokes, blood clots, but of doctors dropping dead, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, prior to th- this past year, I'd never known a surgeon who dropped dead in the middle of a case. Um, now I know three. Um, you know, we are mm-hmm. seeing young, healthy, just like we're seeing young, healthy athletes uh, have died at a rate of 22 times wow. uh, what they normally wow. do in an average year. So physicians uh, are not immune to that. Uh, and, and there certainly are many that are suffering from those things. Unfortunately, uh, and it's a bit of cognitive dissonance. You know, people don't like to acknowledge that they were duped. Yep. People don't like right. to acknowledge that they willingly that they willingly walked in and did something, uh, participated in something that ended up harming them. Yep. So people generally will come up with every reason from Sunday uh, for why this happened, other than saying, "Wow, this was you know this was the vaccine." Uh, I think I, I talked a couple shows ago about. Uh, a colleague from my hospital, a, uh, a radiation, t- a radiology tech, uh, who ended up just coming back to work after being out six months with Guillain Barre. Wow. Uh, wow. Young, young, healthy guy, really good athlete prior to this, is now barely able to walk, uses a cane for ambulation. Uh, it remains to be seen whether he will ever regain his strength wow. again, but he was fully paralyzed and in a wheelchair uh, for some months. Um, so medical personnel are uh, not immune to the to the untoward effects of this thing. Steve, we got about about forty five seconds left. I want to give you the last comment on what we just mentioned with Dr. Kelly. You know, at some point in time, people are going to wake up and write a letter to their congressman. They're going to demand answers on this. We even had a reporter uh, anchor interviewing two people on the news last week who dropped dead in the middle of the interview mm. on the set. I mean, at some point, we have to stop talking yep. about. COVID and the vaccine, and we have to start asking people to be held accountable Agreed. for what's really happened. Agreed. I mean, it's crazy that they haven't done that yet. Guys, as always, I really appreciate it. This hour goes super, super fast. Again, if any of you have questions, please text me during the week. I'll add it to what we do next week. Steve and Dr. Kelly both, thank you guys so much. I'm, I'm ever grateful for what you do for us each and every week. Thank you, John. You bet. Thanks very, for appreciate it very much. Dr. Kelly, thank you as well. Appreciate it very, very much. All right, up next, we have got Veteran Windows and Doors. Call Dave today. Have him out. Have him put an estimate together for you and what he can do in your home. And there's lots of ideas on how you can improve things in your home as well, not just aesthetically, but energy-wise also. 303-529-0720. When you first heard about Veteran Windows and Doors, you were excited about their company culture. Finally, a company that treats you like a real person that doesn't employ pushy sales reps or the use of high-pressure sales tactics. You've worked with the big national companies that focus on making the most sales and getting their products installed as quickly as possible. And you knew after just one experience that Veteran Windows and Doors isn't concerned with being the most profitable window and door company. 
everything they did came back to their sincere intention to add value, comfort, and energy efficiency to your home through products and installation that they stand behind. Don't pay twice as much with a national brand only to get a limited warranty. Pay an honest price and know your investment is covered for as long as you live in the home. Contact Veteran Windows and Doors at kldradio.com slash windows today or call 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. All right. Up next, Bruce Simmons. He is our reverse mortgage specialist, and he'll help you with a reverse mortgage, telling you whether it's right or not for you. And very honest, he'll tell you exactly what's going on. You hear him every Thursday, by the way, from 2.30 to 3 o'clock, right before our program, 303-467-7821. Your parents think you want their house when they die, but you don't care about the house. You just want your parents to be financially secure in retirement. Call KLZ's local reverse mortgage specialist, Bruce Simmons, today. Tell them about your parents' situation. Then, set up a meeting so you can all talk together. You know, a lot of seniors hesitate to look into reverse mortgages because they think their kids want the house, but they've never actually asked their kids. The truth is, You don't want the house. You'd much rather make sure your parents can live comfortably in their home for years to come. Plus, your parents can still leave you the house with a reverse mortgage. Sure, some of the equity may be used up, but just like with any other mortgage, all of the remaining equity goes to the heirs when the homeowners pass away. Don't let your parents make financial decisions based on false information. Call Bruce Simmons today, 303-467-7821. Ask him about a reverse mortgage for your mom and dad. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender. And folks, whether it be mom and dad, you, the kids, whoever, if you're looking to transition, buy, sell, move up, move down, move sideways, the ladies at KR Home Transitions, Catherine and Robin, it's two realtors literally for the price of one. Give them a call today. Find out how they can help you. 720-437-8210. They always find a way. Buyers having trouble competing with cash offers, veterans with credit issues who need a new place immediately because their lease got canceled, sellers who don't have the time or resources to clean up the property for showings. Catherine and Robin of K&R Home Transitions will do whatever it takes to buy or sell your home. With the combined experience of two realtors for the price of one, you will find a creative solution for your unique situation. In their years of buying and selling properties, Catherine and Robin have developed a vast network of professionals in the real estate industry. They have knowledge and connections the average real estate agent has probably never heard of, like the Lease to Buy program, combined with a genuine heart for helping people no one else will help. Choose the real estate team that always finds a way. Fill out the contact form now at klzradio.com home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. The best export we have is common sense. You're listening to Rush to Reason. All right, and again, for those of you listening, and maybe new listeners, we get them all, all the time, folks that are even traveling through. You can keep listening to us, by the way, even if you've just been passing through. Go to our app, KLZ Radio. It's an app for either the Play Store or uh, Apple, either one. It's on both platforms, KLZ Radio, just like our call sign, KLZ Radio. So KLZ Radio, and it's an app free to you, and you can actually go there and listen to our program 
ongoing. Our text line, you can always text us anytime, day or night. I get them literally almost all night and day long. 307 200 8222. And if you forget anything I just said, go to rushtoreason.com and all of the information on what I just said is right there in front of you. So rushtoreason.com and all of our previous shows are recorded. I guess you could call it a podcast, but they're all recorded. They're there. They're indexed. Our producer, Ann, does a great job of that. Just go to the show notes section, click on the day that you want to listen to, and our one, two, and three are all indexed out where you can see exactly what we talked about that day, including different links and things that I talk about are there as well. So, again, RushToReason.com, but this is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560.